For the New York State AFL-CIO, I'm Darcy Wells, and this is Union Strong. Working theater, now in its 35th season, produces award-winning plays for and about working people with a goal of not only amplifying the voice of workers, but also making the productions themselves affordable so people who otherwise would feel shut out of going to the theater can actually go. The off-Broadway performances take place throughout the year in New York City's five boroughs, the Bronx, Brooklyn, Manhattan, Queens, and Staten Island. And it's not just plays they are producing. Working theater also does workshops and more. To tell us more about Working Theater is producing artistic director Mark Pleasant. And Mark, welcome to the podcast. Well, thank you for having me. It's so great to be here. So can you tell us a little bit about your background and how you got involved with Working Theater? Um, sure. So I have always loved theater. I was fortunate to have parents that, that brought me to the theater. I grew up in New York early on, so I've really always loved theater. I studied theater in college came to New York and was working in the theater and felt um, as if I was the court master sort of entertaining the wealthy um, and was really actually rather disillusioned. And then fortunately, I ended up finding uh, out about working theater, uh, which had started a few years before. Um, and I did an internship working theater um, and felt that I had found a home as soon as I started working here. And sort of the rest is history. I, I started as an intern and now I'm the producing artist director. And what does that mean for those of us not so familiar with your industry? What is the producing artistic mm-hmm. director? What are you responsible for? Uh, well, um, it's, you know, the, uh, it's a bunch of things. That's why the title is so long. Um, <laughs> it's both producing the work, it's choosing the work, uh, developing the work with playwrights and, and actors and designers, producing the work and, uh, and funding the work, funding, uh, funding resources. So we're a small office. I'm full-time. And then there's a managing director here, uh, Laura Carbonell Monarch, who uh, actually helps with fundraising and marketing. And we also have a woman, Trisha Patrick, who works with us, who is our director of audience and community engagement. So there's three of us that make this all happen. Okay. And then I said at the beginning that um, you're doing uh, plays for and about working people. So how does working theater define working people? In other words, who are your plays about? Well, obviously, working people is a very large and diverse group. Um, we, we, we tend to define it, although there's always exceptions to the rule, those working in the industrial transportation and service industries. Mm-hmm. So it's, um, you know, a wide variety of people. Um, and uh, so we we represent all kinds of working people on stage and tell the stories of both their lives on and off work. And so it's not just some people think, oh, you do workplace drama. Well, no, we do plays that are of interest to working theater and they range subjects, you know, range from, it could be a union strike. It could be a problem on the job. And it could also just be, you know, a love story. Um, as long as the people that are represented in our plays are truly working people. And then, is that the question? Yeah, it does. And so I'm wondering, so you look at the, I don't know how far out you planned. So you've got to come up with these plays and, you know, you've got to have that story you're telling. Where does, where do those storylines come from? 
Right. Well, they they come from a variety of places. I mean, we do work with professional uh, playwrights who belong to the playwrights, you know, the the dramatist guild, a uh, playwrights union, um, and we find that these playwrights. So I'm always on the lookout for a playwright who writes within our mission, because not you know many playwrights write about the wealthy, and that's you know what that's fine. But I'm looking for people who are more interested in writing about working people. So I find you know we, I mean as a group we find them through attending readings at other theater companies. We also find them through playwrights agents. Um, but we also, uh, along those lines, um, so, so that's how we find generally our, our professional playwrights. And then we, either they have a play that they've written that's within our mission, and then we might spend some time developing it, and then we will produce it off-Broadway. But we also commission new work. So if there's a playwright who we know is interested in writing within our mission, we will talk to them and find out what they might want to write about. And then uh, that is, so I'll, I'll give you one quick example. Um, uh, there's a woman that we've worked with named Lisa Ramirez who came to me and said, I'm just really dying to write. I, I, I've been upstate interviewing women working in poultry processing plants in, in Sullivan County, and I'd love to write a play about them. And so we commissioned that play. It's called To the Bone, and it's gone on to productions in New York and elsewhere. It's a really successful piece. So that's one, you know, that's another way through commissions. But we also work with union members, so people from everywhere from uh, local 32BJ, the building service workers, to uh, DC 37. And we go into the unions and do a 12-week writing and performance class. So we teach working people to write their own short plays. Um, at, at the end of that class, uh, they work with professional actors and directors for the last four weeks of the class. And then we produce their work as a staged reading at an off-Broadway theater for friends, family, and the general public. Um, and I'm bringing up theater work right now because this year we're very excited. We are choosing six of the best plays to come out of the Theater Works program over our last 19 years of the program. Um, and uh, we are producing them professionally off-Broadway for a, a limited off-Broadway run. So in that case, the writers are you know, uh, directly union members and our constituents. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, talk me through that a little bit. So you go into, so let's use DC 37, you go into DC 37 and you say, um, you know, you try to get some people together and, and then what, just talk them through what their story is about their work life or is it how they got into the union or talk me through that a little bit. Right. So the classes, you know, we, ha we, uh, uh, the union helps us, um, uh, find the numbers for the class. Um, and then it's, it's sort of a traditional writing class. So the first, a traditional playwriting class. So the first few sessions are what we call, you know, doing improvisation and storytelling. So people just start by imagining, you know, the stories in their lives. They start, they start working on ways in which to to tell it in a theatrical manner, and the professional playwriting instructor will give them, you know, typical sort of playwriting exercises. Um, so the plays really come out of their experience. We try to get the union members to write about their lives at work in this case, because we feel that just sort of ties it all together in, in terms of, you know, working people writing about work. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people you know, but we're but we're lenient. So if somebody wants to write a story about uh, you know uh, a murder mystery, even we've we've allowed that to happen as well. But we do try to keep them. Hopefully, there's not many of those. Right. <laughs> 
Yeah, right. <laughs> um, so, no, they're fun, and they can be fun like that, and we're not super rigid. Um, but there's some great plays that have come out of the program, so we're really excited to actually take it sort of to the next level, which is to produce them off-Broadway. And that's – I would imagine that would be interesting for somebody because, in, in general, I think people – there are people who like to talk about themselves and how they got to where they are. And then to see an actor, a professional actually play that out. That's got to be pretty cool. Yes, it is. It's a great, I always, it's one of my favorite programs that we, we do. It's, it's really um, exciting to see people, you know, just uh, overcome their stage fright because everyone has to actually um, perform. Each of the, the students has to perform, but also to see, you know, their stories being told on stage is a very exciting thing. I was going to ask you about the performers. So who are the performers? So we uh, hire professional equity actors. Uh, so that's the union. The, the actors' union is Actors Equity, um, and we find them through. Uh, we audition. You know, we we hold auditions for every play that we do. We don't have a company of actors. Some people, some theater companies do, um, but our plays are always so different, so diverse, both ethnically and in terms of style, that we uh, we we don't maintain a company of actors. We audition for each show. Could you tell me a little bit about, um, you know, what's a typical cost for somebody if they want to go to the show and who, who is your audience? Who do you see showing up? Right. So we, you know, I, I say that um, if 50 percent of the work that we do here is introducing new audiences to off-Broadway theater. Um, so we, we do a extensive outreach and work with uh, many, many unions throughout the city from the mail handlers to the UT. Um, and we, you know, we, so we bring groups, union members into our plays, but also uh, there are community groups that we're working with throughout New York City, including CASA in the Bronx, Rise Borough in Brooklyn, and many others. And those community groups also help us generate audiences for our plays. Um, but also there's, you know, the traditional theater goer who reads about us online or maybe a review in a variety of publications that review our work. Um, so I think that answers, does that answer your question? Yeah, uh, and is it it's, you know, it's affordable, right? What's what's the cost? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Our our top ticket price is thirty dollars. Okay. However, we discount down from there. So union members pay twenty five dollars. If you're a member of a union group coming as a group, you pay as low as twenty two dollars. And then we also we never turn anyone away who can't uh, afford it. We have uh, several pay what you can nights uh, during our run. So that if somebody uh, really cannot afford the twenty-five dollar ticket, they can come up and give us a dollar and come. To oh, that's show. really that's great. That is nice. Yeah. And now you also provide training and educational plays, and you've tackled important topics like sexual harassment and diversity in the workplace. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, I'd love to. So this is sort of one of the newer programs that we've done. We've always so working theater is, uh, exists to serve the labor community. That's how we, you know, we view ourselves. Um, and gradually, the labor community is coming around to understanding what that means, and they're using us to uh, tackle uh, topics with their membership that are important on the job site. So we um, it, this the program started with uh, IBEW local 
Article 3, uh, the electrical workers. Um, and uh, the business manager, Chris Erickson, mm-hmm. uh, literally commissioned Working Theater to write three short plays about sexual harassment on the job site for a women's conference that he was uh, doing for the women in his union. Um, and we performed for 300 uh, female electricians. Um, and then we had a question and answer period afterwards, and it was a huge success. The women felt completely represented and understood the problems that they face at work. Construction sites, as you can imagine, can be a difficult uh, environment for a woman. And so they felt very much like we tackled that subject uh, well, and they felt you know positive about it. So that really started a, a, a longer relationship with the IBW, and they have since um, uh, commissioned us to write plays about diversity in the workplace, to write about the labor movement in general. Uh, their most recent commission um, is a play about labor management conflict and resolution. And so we did three short plays about that for uh, both shop stewards and managers on the job site. So that was very effective as well. Just um, excited this coming Thursday on Halloween, we are going to um, pr- uh, perform a short play called A Labor Story, which uh, tells, uh, and we're performing it for Future Focus, which is a conference for 500 high school students to learn more about labor jobs and uh, labor in general. And so part of that conference, we are going to perform a play about, you know, the, sort of the importance of the labor movement to society at large. And the playwright has sort of uh, developed a um, based it on uh, a Christmas carol. So it's sort of like ghost of labor past and ghost of labor present. So it's very appropriate that we're performing that on a movie and it's got sort of a spooky edge to it. That's great. Um, so that's like the latest example of what we are doing along those lines. So it's really, you um, kind of approach it like a new way for the next generation to learn, it sounds like, because we all love being entertained. It you know makes it fun, a fun way to learn, right? Exactly. Unions protect the rights of workers. Yeah, and how did they do that? I don't get it. Unions make rules See, that employers have to follow. No, I'm about to graduate from high school. I'm done with rules. What about rules like the workday is eight hours long and any work after that is considered overtime uh, or Saturdays and Sundays are the weekend. Yeah, those aren't... Exactly. No, we think it's all, it's very effective. The other thing we're doing with the sexual harassment plays that IBEW commissioned us, we are working with a group called Pathways to Apprenticeship, which places low-income uh, individuals uh, into unions. It trains them to apply for, in, uh, uh, for union apprenticeship jobs in the building trades. And as part of that training, they bring us in the working theater to do a, to do our plays about sexual sexual harassment on the job site, and then we talk about it. So it's a great way uh, for people to learn about things and to, you know, and to open, it, uh, open up their minds about it and discuss it rather than just seeing a PowerPoint presentation. It's much more effective. Right. You're actually watching, I'm sure, and giving examples, and it's got to be very clear by the end of it. That's, that's a great way to present exactly. it, I think. Uh, yeah. So can you give yeah. us any um, insight into what's to come for your next season, anything you're working on that you can share with us? 
Absolutely. So we're very excited about the Best of Theater Works. I told you about that earlier. Mm-hmm. It's six of the best plays to come out of our um, our union member playwriting program. Uh, and we are also doing a really fascinating solo show uh, by a writer that we've worked with who's a writer-performer named Dan Hoyle. And the play is called Border People. And he has interviewed people both on uh, the northern border with Canada, the southern border with uh, Mexico, but also safe houses uh, with refugees in uh, Pennsylvania and Michigan, so sort of all over the place. Um, and he tells he uh, uh, has interviewed these people, and then he embodies these individuals. Uh, there are 11 short monologues where he becomes these people and sort of tells their story. Um, it's a very powerful piece of theater. It's about sort of how we, all of us, cross borders, both actual borders and metaphorical borders. So it's an exciting piece coming up in end of January into February. Oh, that's great. We'll look for that, Mark. And so where can people learn more about working theater beyond what we're talking about today? Yeah, well, our website is a great place to start. So it's uh, www.theworkingtheater.org. Um, we have a pretty extensive site uh, where they can find out a lot about that. They can find out about our theater works classes generally through the, only the unions that are, are presenting them. So right now it's it's 32BJ, uh, as I said, and, and uh, also the PSC and DC 37. But um, definitely our website is a great place to go. And also we are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. So people can find out about us through social media. And we try to keep all of that very um, engaging and, and fun. Well, good. And so do we. So we'll be uh, sure if we're not already following you we will and we are kevin saying yes darcy we do <laughs> so that's okay. great well mark pleasant thank you for taking the time uh, with us today we appreciate it taking the time to explain a little bit more about the working theater and we really look forward to some of the projects that you have uh, coming down the future thank you so much well thank you so much for having me i really enjoyed this So the working theater, I will admit, I have not been to a show, but I'm definitely going to. This sounds really, really exciting and sounds very cool. Yeah, it's not something that you normally think of, but, you know, we're, we're visual people, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody is. And, and having real worker stories portrayed with real actors and done via, you know, a, a process where a professional writer is helping guide that story, it sounds really, really cool. I'm looking forward to, to hearing about it myself, seeing about it, you know. So we'll include information on our show notes, too, so folks can look forward to the coming year of 2020 and and catch one of those shows. That would be great. Absolutely. And if you've been to a show and you want to, uh, you know, give us some feedback, let us know. Definitely reach out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, Let us know, you know, what your experience has been, and we want to share that information out. Great. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks for listening to the Union Strong podcast. If you like what you're hearing, you can subscribe and give us a rating. This has been a production of the New York State AFL-CIO. Our president is Mario Salento. Our secretary-treasurer is Terry Melvin. We're a federation of 3,000 unions representing 2.5 million union members, retirees, and their families with one goal, to raise the standard of living and quality of life of all working people. We keep New York State unions strong by fighting for better wages, better benefits, and better working conditions. For more information on the labor movement in New York, visit nysafl.cio.org. Until next time, stay union and stay strong.